Have you ever had a question that you thought was too specific or too minor to raise your hand in a classroom? Even though you knew that the best way to get the answer was directly from the teacher. Maybe you just felt like you were the only one with this career issue and it didn't feel like there was a good solution to promote the best outcome. In today's class, we will address some of the questions that have made it to my personal inbox over the past year so we can address them together. You never know, the answer to your question could help more than just you. We'll discuss it together right after this. Serious, 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 serious applicant only. The skills that pay the bills, resume writing, interview skills, professional networking. Okay. okay. Serious, serious applicant only. The skills that pay the bills. Resume writing, interview skills, professional networking. Okay. 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 Serious, 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 The skills that pay the bills. Resume writing, interview skills, professional networking. Okay. okay. Serious, serious applicant only. The skills that pay the bills. Resume writing, interview skills, professional networking. Okay. okay. Today, I thought I would take some time to address a few of the questions that I receive regarding career campaigning and job search strategies and those types of things that typically people who are starting a new career, they just have questions they want to know about getting back into the job market. And so I get a lot of those questions, one-offs, individual questions, pull to the side, maybe a sentence an email or a text message here or there and I always think wow such a great question I wish everyone had the opportunity to hear the full answer because just because you have a specific situation and scenario doesn't mean that it can't help others and so I just wanted to take this time to kind of address some of the questions that I thought could be helpful on a corporate or a larger scale so that being said let's just jump right on into it all right now keep in mind the names have been changed to protect the innocent and no live animals have been harmed in the production of this film that being said let's go all right so the first letter is going to come from uh sandra and sandra says this dear career coach tanya that's me I've been at my current job for five years and have become very good friends with several of my co-workers including my supervisor she and I are very close friends we go out to lunches shopping after work and have even gone out for drinks including our boyfriends to celebrate each other's boyfriend <laughs> birthdays okay we talk about everything recently I have decided to give up my current customer service job and find something that better fits in with my training in IT. Is it okay to tell my work BFF slash supervisor that I'm thinking about leaving? When should I break the news to her? And do you think this will affect our friendship? <laughs> okay, first off, Sandra. 
Let me congratulate you on your decision to make a step toward your dreams. Kudos, all right? It takes a lot of courage and I am proud of you. It's a great it's so great that you're close with your workmates too. True friendships are very rare and very few and far between. It seems that you have a special bond with your supervisor which is even more rare. I mean, honestly, you know, who is best friends with the person who signs their timesheets? <laughs> not many. All right. Um, but my suggestion is to not tell anyone at work you're looking for a new job, no matter if they are your besties or not. This type of personal information is best kept under wraps. All right. Keep it private. And it's on a need to know basis. And honey, they don't need to know. What happens if you don't find a job right away? Maybe it takes two weeks, two months, 20 months. The fact of the matter is your work life does not have to suffer or change until absolutely necessary. Until that time, you should operate as the most dedicated, uh, loyal employee right up until you have secured the new hire paperwork signed your name on the line, submitted your, you know, whatever information that they need for you and have given you proof that you are the next, you know, person on their team, okay? So in that that being said, not until you've signed your new hire paperwork do you let anyone know, that's including your work BFF or your workmates, that you are about to move on. At that point, you can safely submit your notice. And yes, your relationship may have been dependent on the fact that you were working together. I mean, keep that in mind. It may be that you all were just best friends because you were in the same place at the same time for so many hours a day. It's And it's unfortunate. And it may be the case. It may not be the case. But honestly, uh, when a person grows and has to move on, sometimes relationships have to move on. That's in a uh, romantic aspect a personal life aspect and in a career aspect okay so but honestly you won't know if it's how it's going to affect your relationship until you successfully move on and if your bff friendship is true it will not affect your relationship but keep in mind this is your decision to leave a job not your decision to leave a friendship all right so i hope that helps Okay, so let's move on to our next letter. It's actually an email coming from someone we're going to call Mark. All right, and Mark writes this. Dear Career Coach Brayden, that's me. <laughs> I was wondering if there are any new job openings at, we'll call it MedTest, Inc. Um, so, of course, keep in mind the names have been changed to protect the innocent, right? He says, I'm wondering if there are any new job openings at MedTest, Inc., I heard that Staff Tech, another uh, alias, Staff Tech is the only way to get hired on there. I know that Staff Tech is a temp service and I thought they take some of your money. It's hard when they take your money and all the state taxes out too. Is there any other way to get hired at MedTest? <laughs> so this is my response. Hi, Mark. Um, so the answer is yes and no but first let's put to rest the myth regarding temp services okay so staffing agencies also known as temp services help companies find the talent they need for highly skilled 
positions such as IT support and other tech-related jobs. They do get paid for the services they provide. However, it does not take away from your money. Keep in mind they are ensuring the quality of employees by finding someone with just the right skills. They take on the responsibility of vetting candidates, determining skill sets and levels of pro proficiency. The staffing agency helps to eliminate the financial risk associated with the hiring process. In some cases at a lower rate than if they were hired directly. When the company decides they want to hire someone full time, you will have the option to be paid at a higher rate. Okay, so the point is the staffing agency helps both you and the company find each other. Without staff tech, the company can reduce the long-term financial risk associated with hiring the wrong candidate. In the long run, as you, as you as a temporary employee or casual employee or contract employee, however they want to state it, you get the opportunity to experience, uh, to have those experiences that you can always use to leverage for a permanent position either at that company, at the, we'll call the uh, med tech, right? You can leverage it to be a full-time uh, employed person there, or you can always take those experiences, put them on your resume, and go somewhere else. You still got the experience, so you're still that much more valuable, okay? But it's a matter of uh, just thinking of the, the time spent there uh, in a more positive way, all right? So if you have experience in the field, you may not need the experience, the assistance of a staffing company, okay? So the, the staffing company helps to give the the original company like a buffer there. They are actually the client in this contract. The client um, can hire someone directly. However, they would assume more of the risk and more of the the cost associating with training and benefits and you know all of this there are a lot of um there's a lot of red tape associated with hiring someone as a full-time employment uh employed person and so if you get that opportunity great however if they're not willing to take a chance on you based on the fact that you may have um less amount of experience in the industry or not as much um, education or maybe they just don't hire people uh, typically for you know, as a direct hire maybe they just don't do that and so if they don't do that you have to find your way in some way and that staffing agency is the way to go now if you could circumvent if you could go around and get directly hired to that company you would have to, uh, and again, you just have to be a much more valuable candidate on paper. You'd have to have a lot of experience and a lot of skills and uh, a lot of proof that you know what you know. And so if you can do that, you go to the, the website of that company. Instead of going to the staffing agency's website or talking to the staffing agent recruiter, you would try to talk to someone in the HR department or go to the career page of that company. Sometimes those jobs are posted there, sometimes they're not. 
you know so you just kind of have to find out what's the best way to get into an organization it's a harder road to uh, well the phrase is a road to hoe a harder road to hoe when you are trying to do it all on your own so getting the help of the staffing agency is not a it's nothing to be ashamed of and even though you don't receive the you know however many thousand dollars of uh, annual salary and benefits package that a full-time employee would have you still get experience you have to have experience if you are not the um, you if you don't have those credentials already on your resume and so and it may be entry-level versus mid-level or high-end level of the career path anyway if you are at a mid-level uh, employee I mean mid-level as far as your uh, career is concerned then you may not need a staffing agency at all entry-level that's where most of the risk is involved I, I see why companies would like to use that staffing agency to help as a buffer and just kind of help them with that whole process so be patient young mark or older mark without i'm not going to associate entry level with young but i will say that um a lot of younger candidates are very impatient i was very impatient as a younger uh it's the the younger part of my career and then i made a lot of uh, jumps from one company to another company where had I stayed at, w- at one position and was patient and moved up the ladder progressed that way it would have made sense however everyone has a different experience and if you want to go from one company to another company and you don't see any other way but through a staffing agency go ahead and use them as a stepping stone you all help each other they're not really taking anything from you because they're in the long run you're getting experience on your resume they are assisting their client which is a service that is something that they should be charging for it's a win-win situation mark so don't feel as though they are taking your money from your check all right now the other part of it again apply directly with the company if you feel like you really just don't want to go through that staffing agency but 10 times out of 10 is at an entry-level position they are going to hire exclusively through their staffing agencies because that just makes the most business sense for that uh, that company as a whole all right so I hope I helped you out with that answer all right Uh, and again these things are there's things that people have associated with staffing agencies that have I've heard time and time again this is not just Mark's question and so I definitely wanted to make sure that I addressed it in this format so we're gonna take um, a little break and when we come back we'll have a letter from another uh, really great um, job seeker and see what her issue is and how it can help everyone else alright so we'll be back right after this all right i really have enjoyed these questions and answers they are awesome let's just go ahead and get to the very next one and this 
question comes from, we're going to call her Lisa, and she sent me a DM directly to my Twitter account. Uh, and if you're not following me on Twitter, I don't know what you're doing with your life. You can reach me or you can follow me at Tanya Braden. That's T-O-N-Y-A-B-R-A-D-E-N. And I tweet periodically from time to time. And so I don't want to flood your timelines with nonsense, but it's always something that is interesting, educational, something that's appropriate for the tech community or the education community or the career search community. So if you're interested in things that are, you know, functional and not for foolish, uh, not foolishness on Twitter, then you can follow me there. But again, Lisa writes a question in and she says, I have a chronic illness that could cause me to miss several days from work annually. At what point of the hiring process is the right time to discuss my illness and my need to miss work so frequently? Should I bring it up in the interview? <laughs> okay, so Lisa, honestly, this is I'm, this is a really great question. First of all, because you thought it was uh, so specific that you were just kind of, let me just ask her this and you know, secret, not necessarily secret, but not to make a big issue out of it because other people may not be in the same boat. But you'd be surprised, Lisa, there are so many people who need extra time off for work for various reasons. Personal illness being one, you know, everybody can't have that stellar immune system. There are all types of people in the world, Lisa, and you are just as valuable and valid in the workforce. And so we need to find a way to actually help incorporate your your life and your lifestyle and the things that are you know the things that help you be a better person and be of um, an asset to the community as a whole so that's what we're going to do today first of all there's a couple of ways to address your issue uh you're you're a brave person to want to disclose your story and medical issues with someone in an interview or someone at work I applaud your bravery and your persist your persistence to want to move forward in your career. However, the conversation regarding medical issues are not, I repeat, not expected nor suggested during the hiring process. Okay? There are a few ways to address this issue though. First of all, do your research. What type of corporate culture or work environment will you be joining? Do others have access to flexible work schedules? If the answer is yes, great. Go forward. Go ahead with, you know, signing up, applying for, and having the interview. But if it's not, maybe you need to think about not uh, working for that company. Move on. Find somewhere else that would be more um, conducive to who you are and how you have to make room for all of the aspects of your life okay first okay so now after you've done your research and you've decided to move forward with a pursuit to work for this company or organization you have to just be confident that you are the best person for the job when the interview sign all the hiring paperwork then talk to your hr representative regarding the proper steps in preventative or maintenance health care benefits and your annual allotment of personal time and medical leave i'm sure that having a discussion and developing a plan of action just after your first few days of being on the job may be just what the doctor ordered 
All right, so not in the interview, not there, but after you've had the job. Again, we've already made the assessment that it is a flexible work environment because others have flexibility who already work there, okay? But again, it has to it's there's a time and a place to discuss all of your options and all of your issues. The time is not the interview. The place is not the interview. All right? Now, if the time allowed to you for personal health care does not cover your need, the decision may be to find a different type of work environment. Let's say they allot uh, so many hours. Uh, I know that I work for the state. There were so many hours that you could that were added to you based on your months of service. So every month you got maybe a day or two days added to your personal time or your sick leave bank. And so at that point, if I could save up for six months, then I knew that I had so many days of sick leave that were available to me. And if, you know, thank goodness that in six months I was not ill. And so maybe after 12 months, that amount of time had doubled, you know. And so keeping those types of things, scenarios in mind says that if, if I can maintain or if I can work around or if I can do what I need to do to get to a certain point in my life so that I know that once I have maybe two or three days where I just must take off. Uh, I've known someone who has, um, let's say, a chronic illness that with the um, respiratory system where breathing in the spring or in the fall becomes an issue and certain times when the pollen is just very high that that person just kind of has to go and and bunker down you know and just go indoors and hibernate for a few days until that season passes and so if you can you know maintain your life and activity level throughout the rest of the year and then just those few times where there's pollen or there's a um a breathing hazard you know in the late summer where you just they, they say that they um there's a heat advisory or breath breathing advisory those times of the year where you can just only have that time you're saving your uh, medical leave for those times of the year then it may be able to work out for you but again you have to have those discussions with HR with someone who's in benefits maybe do some calculations and say I have six months to get to this point because I know at a certain time of the year I'm gonna have to be in the house for or I'm gonna have to work from home or work remotely or you know whatever you need to do but if as long as you make a plan for it and you are um, reasonable about what your needs are and I, I don't think that it's it could be a problem it could be very valid and very reasonable you can still be very um, uh, you can definitely make your contribution to your team to your organization and still you know have those days where you can be sick and everybody's okay with it and everybody is not looking at you sideways when you come back to work because you know you haven't contributed or done what you need to do but again those discussions and those plans don't happen in the interview they happen before the interview which is with your research and they happen after the interview which is with your planning with your HR and HR representative okay so I hope all of this helps and, and I've had those three questions that have been um, uh, 
resurfacing in one format or the other from time to time. So I really wanted to address them here in this format. If you have questions that may be specific or general, always feel like always reach out to someone whether it be me or someone who is um, at your organization like I said HR the best person to, the best people to talk to is HR um, someone in your industry who is a part of the training team if you are going back and getting um, an industry certification or if you are going to school for additional training, if you're taking an online class, there's got to be someone you can reach out to and say, hey, I've got these questions about my career. I've got these questions about how I can move forward. And not to you know, push all those other people to the side, but please send me an email, send me a text message, send me a D, well, not a text message, send me a, a direct message. You can uh, reach me at the SAO show, of course, at gmail.com. You can reach me on Twitter, t- Tanya Braden, and uh, a lot of other uh, resources, definitely at the anchor dot fm you can send a voice recording of your question which is so cool i love that option for the um that that platform our platform so with that being said um this is going to conclude this episode but don't forget i've got other episodes we've got some more coming up very soon uh this is the end of the summer and so Episodes have been kind of sketchy. I know uh, I've got hit or miss as far as being consistent with the weeks. Every Monday is my plan to post. However, the summer just got me. The summertime got me good. And so now it's the fall. And, and you know, the the best laid plans of mice and men. I don't know how the rest of that, fra- that uh, <laughs> phrase goes. But at any rate, um, look forward to just bigger and better and more consistency. That's what I'm looking forward to in the the second half of 2019 and being a, a better brand and a stronger presence in career coaching in 2020. And that being said, please do share this content if you feel like it has helped you. If it's something that anyone else could learn from or get some information from. Or if you just want to know how to do your own podcast. Honestly, uh, to me, it's been a very self-fulfilling way to express my creativity and my industry and my art form and my uh, professionalism, all of that tied together I love it I like podcasting and the fact that it is uh, a really great way to reach out to someone uh, in a very asynchronous way that's our career word for the day asynchronous so not on our time being scheduled at the same time every week but whenever you have the time to listen to something that makes you a a better person or if you want to enjoy something Uh, on the treadmill, in the car, on the way somewhere. Um, I don't know if anybody has a a Bluetooth speaker in their bathroom. While you're taking a shower, you can listen to the the SAO show or whatever or any other podcast. So, again, podcasting is great. Reach out to me. Spread the word. If you like it, like it. If you love it, sub it. Subscribe to it basically and then definitely share and share alike and that will help me tremendously all right until the next time y'all take care and we'll see you soon
<laughs> All right, that's a wrap for this pod class. But never fear, the lessons and discussions continue online. You can sign up for the milestone giveaway at bit.ly slash serious apps. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash capital S-E-R-I-O-U-S capital A-P-P-S. Or you can email me at the S-A-O show at gmail.com. And let's link up. You can find me on LinkedIn as well as Twitter at Tanya Brayden. And even if you didn't catch all that, the links will be in the description. This has been for serious applicants only.